0: I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas Podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Welcome to episode 30. This one is kind of funny. I planned to do some recording before my family came into town for Christmas, and I didn't do it. (laughs) I kind of procrastinated. So everyone is here now, and I am sitting out in my car because I needed a quiet place to record, and I could hear football and conversations and kitchen baking noises and so here I am out in the car so if things sound a little weird this is a temporary thing for the next two episodes that I'm recording today Um, and after the new year we'll be back to things as normal I hope that you had an amazing Christmas. I'm recording this before Christmas, but you'll be listening to it the day after. So I hope that it was a beautiful holiday if you celebrate. I hope that it was really peaceful and joyful and really wonderful for you. Wishing you a really happy Christmas. Okay, today we are going to be talking about six things that are holding you back in business. I am so excited about this. I took a lot of these from things that I see in my clients and also things that have held me back in my own business. So I think this is going to be so valuable for you. I've got this for you this week. Next week, I've got another awesome episode. I'm going to be talking about my business journey I will have been in business about two years when that episode comes out, and I'm really excited for you to hear that story. I think it'll be inspiring, so be sure to fit that in somehow into your schedule. I think you'll really, really love listening to that one. Okay, let's dive in to the six things that are holding you back in your business. You may experience all six of these Or maybe just a few of them. I'm pretty sure everything on here is something I've dealt with. So if you're in that boat, you're not alone in that boat. This is the universal truth that you need to know before we even get into the six individual things. This truth is going to change how you approach your business. It absolutely changed how I approached my business, but also how I approached most things in my life this is what it is every feeling you have is caused by a thought you have and all of those thoughts are optional so all of these six things that we'll be talking about today are thoughts so you'll know that there's a thought there's a feeling And the whole thing is optional. So I'm going to be talking to you about the thought, talking to you about the feeling, talking to you about how that feeling creates certain actions in your life. And then I'm also going to be talking to you about how you can opt out and move past these thoughts that are holding you back. Okay, the first thing that's holding you back is being stuck with technology, So this is creating a feeling of stuck and the thoughts that you might be having are, I'm just not good at technology or I can't decide which program to use. I see this so much. Should I use WordPress or Squarespace or Wix or whatever? It really doesn't matter. Just pick one. Or I don't know if I should use MailChimp or ConvertKit or whatever. People always want my thoughts on this and I literally tell them, the one that I use (laughs) and if I have experience with another, I'll tell them about that. Um, But these are just small decisions and we allow them to keep us stuck in our business. I've seen some people debating which email to use for a month that they could have been growing their email list and instead they were debating if they wanted MailChimp or ConvertKit or whatever. And it kept them stuck. It kept them from moving forward in their business. These people are letting being stuck in a decision or not having any particular skills. So um, a skill of website design or something like that. They're letting those things stop them from moving forward in their business. So you might have experienced this. I know that I experienced this when I was first launching my business. I didn't know any of these things. I didn't know what website thing I should use. I didn't know what email thing I should use. And I really deliberated and researched. It took so much time. And if I would have just made the decision and moved forward with that decision, I would have built things so much faster. I think when you're launching a business, this is one of the things that takes the most time. It really does not take that long to launch a business. And if you can just allow yourself to make a decision and move forward with it, you'll be so much better served than deliberating for a long time. So I encourage you when you are approaching decision-making, set limits on how long you're going to give yourself to make a decision. I am a firm believer that every task we have will expand depending on how much time we give it. It will fill, you know, like a goldfish I've heard will expand. It will grow to fill whatever sized body of water it's in. And I think our decisions and our tasks are absolutely the same. If you give yourself a day, you'll have a decision in a day. If you give yourself a week, you'll have a decision in a week. And if you give yourself no limits, you will never make the decision until you give yourself a limit. I also encourage you to embrace the thought that you can figure this out. I fully believe that humans are capable of growth, change, and learning. So, I think anything that you're not good at, you can figure out. So, if you're not good at putting a website together, I really believe you can Google that and trial and error that until you figure it out. I love this quote from Marie Forleo everything is figure outable. So, if you're struggling with something, just reassure yourself everything is figure outable. You can figure it out. You can learn it. You can ask an expert. You can get this done. And I really encourage you with technology in particular to figure it out instead of outsourcing. At least at first, it's so empowering to have a problem that you can figure out on your own, so I really encourage you to try that, to really embrace that attitude, embrace that mindset that you can figure this out. And there's so many uh, different types of software now that make things very, very simple. So you can sign up for the simple software, and then you can figure it all out, and then you will not be stuck. Okay, the next thing that's holding you back is... I can't decide my niche. And this can be about any kind of decision like that. I've seen it with a couple different things, not just niche, but also what kind of business should I start? What's my next move? um, That kind of thing. So these thoughts create confusion, the feeling of being confused. And confusion is an indulgent emotion. This means that it serves absolutely nothing no purpose for you. And it just keeps you from moving forward. So there are some emotions that are uncomfortable, but they do serve a purpose. Like if somebody that you really love passes away, you feel grief and you feel sadness. And that's absolutely appropriate. That's an uncomfortable emotion that is productive because it is helping you Um, mourn the loss of somebody, and that's something you want to do. That's an uncomfortable emotion that you want to have because you don't want to be happy that somebody you love is now gone. But confusion is an uncomfortable emotion that is completely pointless. Feeling the feeling is not going to help you move forward. It's going to keep you stuck. It's going to keep you in confusion, never getting out of confusion. And I want you to remember that all thoughts are optional, And that means confusion is optional because confusion is created by a thought. Something that I have learned from my work with many, many, many women over the past few years is that the root of confusion in particular is actually a lack of trust in yourself to make the right decision. So when we don't trust ourselves to make the right decision and to have our own back to follow through and make sure that we prove that that was the right decision or handle the aftermath, whatever it may be, we don't trust ourselves to be able to do all of those things, to make the right decision, to follow through, and to handle the emotion if at some point we discover it was the wrong decision. So that lack of trust in ourselves is the ultimate root of having that confusion so to kind of override this there's a couple different mindset hacks brain hacks that you can do one is simply asking yourself what if you knew the next right step what would it be what if you knew the right niche for you what would it be And that can be a really powerful thought. It can kind of help you to override that thought that you're confused and you will come up with an answer if you let yourself come up with an answer. Another little trick here that I'm sure I've shared on here before because it's one of my favorites of all time is to imagine your older, more successful self. So, if you're looking at your business, think about you who has achieved six figures in this business and write a letter from that mindset to your current self about that topic and tapping into that older version, more successful version of ourselves is a really good way to get past confusion and tap into that deep intuition we have because I promise it's in there somewhere. You absolutely have it and that exercise can help you to tap into it. The third thing that's holding you back is another indulgent emotion. And this one's overwhelm. So we're telling ourselves, I'm overwhelmed. We're looking at our list of things to do. We're feeling so overwhelmed. We're thinking about all the things we need to do. And it's overwhelming. This one feels like it is a factual observation. It feels like we have all these things to do. We're overwhelmed. It's just a fact. But it's not. Overwhelm is coming from a thought that is optional. Often, I have noticed that I will say I'm overwhelmed instead of choosing to work things out. (laughs) So, I have the list of things I need to do and instead of approaching that list in the way that I know I need to to get things done, I will say I'm overwhelmed. And of course, that creates overwhelm and then we have this feeling that we're powerless and we often end up doing nothing. We're kind of freaking out and focusing on the wrong things. I've noticed also that the people who are most likely to feel overwhelmed are the ones who are telling themselves stories about not being able to be organized, not being able to stick to a schedule, and those kinds of things. I absolutely identify with this. I tell my clients all the time that I am free-spirited That I have a squirrel's brain, (laughs) that I just really like to be distracted and do whatever I want in the spur of the moment. But I'll tell you what, learning the self discipline of handling the tasks that I know that I need to do and getting stuff done has been life changing and business changing for me. Because we have control, ultimately, we have control over all of our actions. And that comes from the control that we have over our thoughts because we create the thoughts that we want to think. We then have a feeling that comes up from those thoughts and feelings are the things that trigger us into action or inaction. So that is really the system that you can use to get yourself into action when you're feeling overwhelmed. So there's a few steps to this that have really worked well for me. And if this is something you struggle with, I encourage you to give this a try as well. The first is to write everything down. So sometimes we're feeling overwhelmed because we're trying to hold it all in our mind instead of taking action to take care of the stuff. So I really encourage you to write all the things down that you need to do. Break them all down into tiny action steps Then you can ask yourself a focusing question. So this comes from the book, The One Thing, which I've recommended before because this is really powerful. That was a very life-changing book for me because this was something that I struggled with so significantly. So the focusing question is, what thing can I do that will make the other things irrelevant or not necessary? And that can really help you to identify the priorities. I have a lot of clients who know, okay, I wrote down all the tasks, but I don't know which one's the most important. And part of this is that confusion. It's your brain tripping you up again because it's not allowing you to trust yourself to choose the right one. And oftentimes, there isn't a right one, you guys. Sometimes you just have to pick one and get into action and things will work themselves out. But sometimes asking the focusing question can help you figure out which one's the most important one. From there, map out your steps, plan when you're going to do it, set time limits for yourself, and then follow through. And your overwhelm will be solved as soon as you get into action. The fourth thing that is holding you back is imposter syndrome, and I did a whole podcast episode about this recently, so I'm not going to go deep dive into this, but this often comes from thoughts like, I don't know enough or I'm a fraud. We kind of have this idea that we aren't as good as people think we are, and they are going to discover that we're not that good, and then we're going to be in big trouble. So this one can really, really hold you back. This one can also have you convinced that you don't deserve success. So sometimes people have fears of success or failure. Imposter syndrome is more people who think they don't deserve the success. And that one is an important one to recognize. And this is always a red flag that your relationship with yourself is what needs work here so I want you to dive into what are your thoughts about yourself if you are struggling with imposter syndrome and at that point then you can kind of debunk some of those thoughts and you can listen to that podcast episode from a couple weeks ago as well I'll make sure that's in the show notes because that will help you take a deep dive if imposter syndrome is something you struggle with. The fifth thing that is holding you back is a fear of success. I just had a couple clients that this came up for. um, Just in the past month, they both had very similar breakthroughs about fear of success. And what you can think about with this is, what will my life be like if I become successful? If you ask yourself that, it will give you some hints about if you have a fear of success. What my clients realized is that they had some thoughts and fears about potentially being faced with problems that they don't necessarily see now or that they've kind of been ignoring now. So I had one client who said something like, If I become successful and finances are no longer a struggle for me, I'm going to be forced to see some of the other things in my life that I'm not happy with. So if I become successful and I'm not in survival mode anymore... I'm going to discover that I'm not happy in my life. So, she's been really sabotaging a lot of her own success up until she had this breakthrough. And after having this breakthrough, things started to kind of move more smoothly and easily for her in her business almost overnight. And I know that this is going to take more work for her. It's not just that you have the one breakthrough and then you never struggle again she's actually going to have to continue to address this work because her brain is going to want to shift back into that old thinking. That is the comfortable thinking. That's the safe thinking. And our brains really like to scoot back over into those when we're not paying attention. I had another client who had a breakthrough with this, and her fear was around leaving family and friends behind. So if you've grown up in a culture in your family or with your friend group where money is always a struggle and no one's very successful, it's going to be really hard for you to push forward to be successful because you may have some fears that it's going to be alienating to you or maybe it's going to make those family and friends feel bad. Maybe it's going to hurt that relationship. Maybe you're going to feel like you don't fit in anymore. This can really bring up a lot of things, especially with our families. So if that's what you're going through as well, you really need to look at those thoughts. I also encourage you, if you're not quite sure if this is what you struggle with or if you kind of think so and you don't know exactly what the thought is, do some journaling about your beliefs about rich people and successful people and see what comes up for you because if you think a lot of negative thoughts about people who are very rich or very successful, you are going to have fears that you would become that way and on some level, you will be sabotaging yourself from having that level of success. Remember, every feeling you have is created by a thought that you have. And beliefs are just thoughts that we think a lot. So they are things that we can change. And the way that we do this is first by gaining awareness. That's why I recommend that you do the journal exercise about your beliefs about rich people. And what will my life be like if I become successful? That's going to help you get some awareness about the beliefs that you have. And then if you see that those beliefs that you have are not serving you, they may be sabotaging you, not helping you get closer to your goals. You can make a shift from those to a new thought. And then you'll just need to remind yourself consistently of that new thought to help you build the habit of having that new thought. Because it's not a one time shift, like we said. This is gonna take consistent remembering and effort. I have a lot of clients who will write down a new thought on a post-it note, put it on their computer, put it in their car, put it on their bathroom mirror so that they can have that consistent reminder of the new thought that they want to be thinking. All right, the final thing that's holding you back is the flip side of fear of success. It's a fear of failure. And I love talking about this one. I am currently doing an extremely deep dive into failure with my coach. She is extremely positive about failure and most of us don't love failure so much. (laughs) I definitely think of myself as a recovering perfectionist and failure is not perfection. So failure is something I'm still learning to try to be comfortable with and you may be feeling the same the first question to think when you're thinking about the fear of failure is what do you make failure mean about yourself or about your business? So in the past, I've made failure mean that I'm not good enough or that I can't do it. I've made failure mean that my business isn't going to work. I have made failure mean all kinds of things and chances are you have as well so that can be a really good journal exercise to get awareness about your fear of failure I think another thing holding us back with failure is this idea that if we put our full effort out there if we really put our full selves all in into our business and then it doesn't work that's going to be so painful, and devastating. So many of us on some level, it may be conscious, it may not be conscious, will never give our full effort because we're unwilling to experience that feeling that we might have if we really truly go all in and then it doesn't work. I think we also have an unwillingness to be disappointed that if we set a goal and then we don't reach it, we're not willing to feel that disappointment. And really, we can handle any feeling that we have. You know, our thoughts create our feelings, so maybe we could choose a different thought, but maybe we just choose to be disappointed and feel that disappointment. And that's something that we can handle. We just often don't want to. We don't want to feel that uncomfortable emotion. Your beliefs about failure will go through the same process to shift thoughts that I said for the, fa- the fear of success, but you really need to focus on cleaning up your beliefs about failure and redefine failure for yourself. So how can you become more positive about failure? How can you see failure as learning? How can you see failure as a growth opportunity? How can you take failure as feedback and evaluate that feedback evaluate those results and figure out what worked about it what didn't work about it and what you want to do differently next time failure provides us so many opportunities to grow we can evaluate what we want to do next time action step wise and we can also become very good at managing our thoughts and managing our emotions through the experience of failure so there's just unlimited growth that comes from failing that you don't get from winning and from being successful. So I think there's a lot of value in failure. All right, those were the six things that I wanted to talk about today that I have seen are holding people back in their businesses. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program mama to CEO. There's you, and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business, and I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, Go to mama to CEO dot com.